Well, hello there. I'm Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters. It's okay, Aish. It's all right. <laughs> I was like, we got exuberant at the beginning of a year. It's been Don't worry about a second, it. and I'm like, oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> we like enthusiasm. This is Troubled Waters. This is the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because, quite frankly, it's the only kind of culture that is keeping me hanging on. Now, in our in our current form, Troubled Waters pits two comedians against one another from across cyberspace in a pop culture battle royale to win the Troubled Waters battle. Each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, those good comebacks that you've been writing down in a notebook for the whole of lockdown to earn the coveted title Pundit Emeritus. That title automatically gives a person's opinion on, let's say, how I didn't know that Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde broke up. That is my wheelhouse. More weight than a civilian's. You're listening to Troubled Waters. Let's meet our teams. Well, you know, our contestants, our comedians. We don't have teams anymore. It's just two people. You can't be teaming up with people outside your your your, your quarantine pod. It's not ethical. Our first contestant is a comedian. You can listen to her album, All the Parts, and her podcast, The Shout Out Show, will be available on January 20th. It is Aisha Elfa. Hi. 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 How are you? I'm good. Really, like, you know when people ask that, and you're like, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But really, I am. I'm having a great morning. What's your secret? I have a child. So what? nothing else. Like, oh. people are like, 2020 was so hard. I'm like, have you ever had a small child? Have you ever tried that? Yeah. That's that's way yeah. harder. So yeah. this is just like, uh, we woke up this morning, took him to his, his uh, doctor's appointment. Everything's good. The sun is shining wow. here. Like, uh, it's a good day. Wow. I love this. Thank you for being here. Our second contestant is Canadian, too. He's a Toronto-based comedian. He hosts The Landlord and The Tenant Podcast. You can check out his album, The Complete Discography. It's Michael Palazzo. Hi. Hey, glad to be here. Now we have a pair of Canadians. So it's going to be like no battle. We'll just be like, no, you're right, too. You know? Yeah, is it just going to be a battle of apologies? <laughs> I'm willing just to forfeit before we even begin, actually. Okay. No, no, that I'm sorry. That is high you, level. I'll, I'll let you win. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so you are actually calling in from Toronto. I'm in downtown Toronto. I can see our famous uh, CN Tower from out my window. Uh, it's grim. I'm in a bad, uh, I, I'm not in a good mood like Aisha is, and uh, I don't have a child, so maybe I'm doing it all wrong. That might be it. Now, what's what's at the root of this bad mood, Michael? I, I, I can't seem Let's to get put my out. finger on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just something feels off and you can't quite say what. I'm blaming myself. It's probably something inside my own, you know, uh, my own brain causing it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know what? We're going to turn that frown upside down, thereby making it a smile, Michael Blasso. <laughs> All right. All right. So here's the thing. We have met our players. It is now time to see who has the better grasp of what matters this week pop culturally. If you're ready, you will each be given a chance to tell me what do you think is the most important or the most tragically overlooked story or person or event or film or Netflix series or Bachelorette contestant or uh, New Year's Rockin' Eve uh, performance or whatever. 
of the last week or two. Aisha Alpha, we'll start with you. Okay, there's just so many, right? Um, I had a few that I wanted to talk about, but now that you've said it, um, the new Bachelor has been announced. And I'm, I'm like, this is not one of those things where like, it's flying under the seat of everyone's pants. Is that a thing? But it's not, you know, everyone's talking about it, but it's, he, the new Bachelor is black. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everyone has heard mm-hmm. yet, but there was all this Watched talk. Watched every minute last night. What, yeah. So there was all this talk about, like, it's this big deal. And on NPR this morning, they were talking about how it's such, this is so exciting. And there's finally a black Bachelor after 25 or whatever it is, 27 seasons. And I was like, my husband and I were both this morning just like, really? This is the news? Like, we're excited that everyone yeah. has been white until now. We're like, we finally have a chance. Like, I was like, are are the producers all going to be white still? Because then I just feel mm-hmm. like this is going to be a real bad version of The Bachelor. <laughs> like, I, I tweeted this morning. I'm like, when will the mac and cheese episode be? You know what I mean? Like, what are we? Are we oh, just boy. like tokenizing black people in this in yeah. a new way? Because I'm like, this doesn't feel very good. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's and it's also like the first one that they reached outside of the the Bachelor and Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise ecosystem. Because yeah. they find. had to. They're like, we need a black one. Ooh, we don't have any. Yeah. Let's find somewhere yeah. else. Literally, there yeah, there have been so few, even just in the massive world. Yes. It's um it's wild. I kind of feel like I should watch it though. I watched part of the one where there was a black bachelorette for like literally part of the first episode, and I just couldn't deal with it. I was like, it's too much. She had a support dog that had a hurt paw. I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I just yeah. can't do it. I'm excited that there's going to be more black women on it is, um, mm-hmm. is wonderful. But like, there's some natural hair. Oh, this is, you know, I'm like, you're talking to a girl who's went through the transition. Um, yeah, I didn't, but I didn't watch it. I'm like, I'm like the worst. Yeah. Cause I just read, read the recaps of everything. And I'm like, sure. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's worth it. It's the kind of thing that you can do as I did last night, which is, have one eye on it and one eye on your phone. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice is that, it, it, yes, we have our first black bachelor, but there were so many uh, female contestants named Soraya that it was like, Soraya P, will you accept this rose? <laughs> like they had to go to a second. They had to go to an initial. Were any of them sisters so we could possibly say, Soraya, sis, are you available to take? <laughs> oh, dad jokes, dad jokes. I'm a mom. Boom. I got dad jokes, baby. Oh, we're off and running in 2021. <laughs> okay. So The Bachelor, Matt, something is your issue. And I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm in for this season. I mean, it's not even his Michael? fault, really. It's just no, the it's society it's around him is really the it issue. It is. <laughs> it's society's fault. We cannot blame Matt. Uh, Michael, what you got? So um, I, I don't know much about The Bachelor, but I do know that That's today uh, a certain uh, Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson, yes. is in yes. the news. Because like um, other big famous British comedians before him, like Ricky Gervais and John Cleese, he has come out against cancel culture. Yeah, great. He was uh, he was interviewed in a British magazine, and he said that you know it's basically like uh, the med- medieval mobs are back at it, and if you're on the wrong side of you know the wrong opinion, they're coming for you, and he doesn't like it. And uh, I I'm just shocked that Rowan Atkinson. Uh, yeah, does he have? a reason to be for or against it? Or is he just being like, remember me guys? Like, has he? Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Maybe it's preemptive. Maybe there's something, you know, coming uh, that, that, you know, it's going to ruin him. But he was, I think he brought it up out of nowhere while he was promoting 
his new movie called <laughs> Man vs. Bee, which tells the story of a man who's at war with a bee while house-sitting a luxurious mansion. Oh, very, oh, very boy. important stuff right now. 2021 coming at you with those hot oh, bee topics. He's going to put his foot into a, a, a bucket and fall <laughs> down, and hilarity is sure to ensue. I, you know, my... I know a little bit about medieval history, but certainly the most fearsome medieval torture technique is being mirrored right now, which is like sort of disagreeing with you and then leaving you alone. Millions of like people giving died. you shit on Twitter for yeah. 36 hours and then forgetting about it. Yeah. Poor Ricky Gervais and, and, and John Cleese both still allowed to do whatever they want to do. <laughs> Huge. Facing platforms. brief criticism. Yes. Fucking drives me crazy. You both got very good issues. I am hot about both of these issues. <laughs> this is going to be hard. There's really only one way to settle which one the the most relevant issue is, and that is to play Troubled Waters. Okay, we got uh, Bachelor and Mr. Bean. Bachelor and Bean are our buzz in words. Let's keep them ready as we move forward. We're going to start this show with a round we call number 46. Now, we are approaching the inauguration of Joe Biden, the 46th president of the United States of America. As we all know, it went uh, like 43, George W. Bush, 44 was Barack Obama. There was We just kind of took a break for four years. Who, what, yeah. Who was and, it again? I can't recall. Just, we were a little bit on our own. Um, and now we're just going back at 46. So here's the thing. This is around about the number 46. I'm going to give you a person, place, or thing. You got to tell me what connects it to the number 46. Right answers are great. If you have a wrong answer that makes me laugh, guess what? You get points. We're keeping it All loose right. in 2021. This is like that Jim Carrey movie, The Number 23, but double. It's more. <laughs> it's twice as much. Okay. Even okay. better. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Keep your buzz in words. Bachelor and Bean at the ready. Question number one. What links 80s heavy metal band Def Leppard to the number 46? What connection does Def Leppard have to the number 46? Bachelor. Yes, I should. They've all been revived from death 46 times. <laughs> you do receive a point for that, although that is not what I'm looking for. And I think it's honestly, they've stalled it around like low 20s on that. <laughs> Just quick backstage uh, defibrillations, that kind of thing. Yeah, Like yeah. they've got a song coming out called Clear soon. It's clear. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Gazunk. Um, in parentheses. Yeah. Uh, Michael? Uh, Bean. Uh, I, I yeah. don't know off the top of my head. I'm going to say maybe uh, that's the number of uh, of uh, hit singles they've had. That is a lot of hit singles. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest band of all time. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, an awful lot of hit singles. They are, in fact, I mean, they're huge. They had a bunch. I don't have the exact number at the ready. However, they are, according to Business Insider, the 46th best-selling mu music artist of all time. Oh. That is their connection to 46. So they're basically Joe Biden. Um, okay. What connects the Old Testament of the Catholic Bible with the number 46? Bean. That's the yeah. number of, of uh, characters in the book. Oh, can you talk me through some of them? Well, you got, sorry, the Old Testament. You got God, of course. He's the protagonist. Sure. And you got Adam yeah, and Eve and Cain and Abel. Then the snake and uh, all the children of Noah. All those, yeah, a bunch of children of Noah. <laughs> You know, third season, they had to they had to zhuzh it up. Point to you, however, that is not what I'm looking for. Uh, the connection is that there are 46 books in the Old Testament. 
Really? That's too many. So there you go. Too many yeah, books. Yeah, it's a lot of books. It's too many yeah. books. I mean, they're short books. Yeah. What do you call that? Like, there's a trilogy if it's three. It's like a yeah. quadradeca hexa. It's a full testament. <laughs> okay, what is the connection between Sweden and the number 46? Bean. Yes, uh, Michael. There are 46 uh, girl with a dragon tattoo uh, stories. Ooh, yes, point. But no. okay. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, Sweden, they've had 46 cases of COVID. They're very good. They're very, They're very good. good. Actually, they were, they were the country that was like, we're going to do herd immunity. Yeah. And then that a little bit backfired. So they were good for a minute. They did have, four, they did at one point have 46 cases of COVID yeah. and then that quickly moved to 47, 48, 49. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in fairness, everybody at some point did have 46 cases. Yeah. Except think- like maybe New Zealand. I don't know if they, maybe, maybe they didn't get. I feel like there were some some countries in Africa for a long time that were like, look at us. We have zero. And it was mostly because no one was traveling to them. And I can say that as a Nigerian born woman that like (laughs) when you when when the world is in pandemic, no one's like, you know what? We're going to Benin. You know what I mean? Like no one's that's not the trip you're choosing in the midst of all of this. Um, But now now they're still they're picking up. So uh, there's probably you're right. Probably everyone other than Antarctica, perhaps. Yeah, that was a little bit um, how St. Louis, my hometown, managed to fly under the radar for a while. It was like, oh, it's not a big destination. <laughs> not a huge destination. I'm like, in Canada, same thing. I'm from Winnipeg. My parents were like, we're outside. We're never getting COVID. I'm like, no one is going there. No one wants yeah. to be in Winnipeg. It's approaching the winter of minus 40 for nine months. You're safe. Yeah. And then things it's got bad. Easy. It's easy to sacrifice that trip to Winnipeg. For right. <laughs> I did it, and I'm from there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, The answer is 46 is Sweden's international dialing code. It's weird that you wouldn't know that. Oh, my hairdresser is is from Sweden, uh, so I'll have to tell her I know that now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Look at all the fun things you'll have to talk about. (laughs) Um, Are you able to get haircuts up there? Not any longer. It was the last one I got, I think, was in Toronto in... um, September, I think, and it's okay. reaching the point where I need to either shave my head or I don't know. Your hair looks great, okay. though. I'm like, okay. this swoosh you got going on? The back. If you could see look. the back or the sides, you'd be ashamed of me. I Okay, I used to have hair like <laughs> yours. Now I look like a drum tech for Wilco. <laughs> and Not a bad that's look. just the way it is. It's uh, ridiculous, and that's why I'm wearing beanies galore. All right, question number four. Uh, what links Mensa, the international organization for people with a high IQ, who are also dumb enough to want to be a part of an organization for people with a high IQ, <laughs> with the number 46? Bean. Yes. That's the number uh, of questions on the Mensa test? What a great guess. Like, that is a really good guess. I'll give you a point for that, but no. Thank you. I was going to say that that's the number of people in Mensa in this country. <laughs> Ooh. That, that would be a low number. Best bad. Well, well, I think that or, they should but, I think that they should be able to take your membership away. If you like get in and then they're like, yeah. "Did we just see you with no mask on? We're going to take yeah. that back." You know what I mean? Did we see you at a Trump rally? Like, give mm-hmm. us our membership back. Like there should be some stipulations where every couple of years you have to requalify, in which Is case I think Woods? this year a lot of people might have lost it. I'm with it, that. It, yeah, it should be like the, the driver's test. Yeah. Is, isn't I'm James Woods a Mensa guy? 
Oh, that 100% tracks. <laughs> that 100% tracks. Did you yeah, ever like get those high quizzes? IQs and no actual the, intelligence. The quizzes Sorry, where they would be like, what's your IQ? And then you would you could do the quiz and everyone showed up as genius. I don't know if this was a thing that everyone was getting, but like back in the day when you used to do email quizzes that people would send and it would be like, what's your IQ? Are you a genius? And everyone I know who took it was a genius. And then they were like, <laughs> well, you can apply to be part of this and then eventually get it. It was like this whole like pyramid scheme to get you to pay money to be a part of this thing. And the first time I took it, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you guys, I'm a genius. I had no clue and nobody else knew either. It's weird, right? Um, and then I found out all my friends were too. And I was like, wait a minute, like attracts like, oh, okay, yeah. we're all geniuses. And then eventually that circle was too big. And I was like, yeah, no. Um, yeah. Oh, Mensa can go <laughs> fuck itself. Uh, oh, the uh, the answer is it was founded in 1946. Oh. Oh. So there you go. Uh, question number five. What is the connection between the number 46 and Wheel of Fortune? Oh, uh, Bachelorette. Yes, Aisha. Well, I forgot what my buzzer was. I was like, who am I? Um, that's how many seasons they've had. Some of them have been secret. Some of them have been secret. Some of them have been secret. So if, if you're wrong, then... You just know more than we do because you're a genius. Oh, well, you know about the secret seasons. Now that I've met this so genius only like level, yeah, you guys 37 know original <laughs> series. Okay. Like it's only been on I for, like, le- it's been on for less years than that, but there have been mm-hmm. some extra seasons. Some of them have been mm-hmm. online. Some of them you have to qualify for, but yeah. Snuff seasons. Of, <laughs> of <fortune. laughs> there Very used high to stakes. be a different Vanna, but that, that was a um, tough yeah. season. They're on the dark web. <laughs> Two points for that one because it really made me think, but no, that is not correct. Michael. Uh, 46 and Wheel of Fortune. I'm going to say it's the uh, number of tours Pat Sajak had in Vietnam. <laughs> wow. Wow. He's a vet. <laughs> wow, Michael. He is a vet. And yep. like James Woods, he's yep. uncomfortably conservative online. <laughs> Am so I, right? I would believe you. <laughs> but unfortunately, you are both wrong. The number 46 ah. correlates to the Wheel of Fortune card in a standard tarot deck. So you had to know oh. a lot about a couple different things. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Number six, Dolly Parton. How is she connected to the number 46? Bachelorette. Yes. It is her cup size. She's gone past the letters and now she's into the numbers. <laughs> she's fully into the numbers. Full of numbers. There'll be emojis <laughs> Triple if they Z, get any bigger. And then they moved on. They're like, and to one. <laughs> there we go. Point to you. However, not true. Bean. Yes. 46 and Dolly Parton. Uh, the That's uh, the the number of songs she wrote about her mama. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, can I do another one? The number I of, mean, sure. The number of times <laughs> Jolene has been redone. Great song. Mm, mm. Good guess, but no. The answer is she was born in 1946. What? Oh. Did she start Mensa when she was born? Is that how it happened? Uh, she did, yeah, right at birth. That's great. Um, also, the number of Jolene covers that have been performed, it goes past numbers. It is now fully just <laughs> They're in, in the quadruple Z now. <laughs> yeah, it's on. in fucking web zings or whatever that weird <laughs> font is. It's, all. it's measured in Bitcoins uh, from now on until eternity. That is the end of round one. Christian Duenas, those scores, please. <gasps> Bachelor's ooh, got five. Ooh, Bean's ooh. got three. I'm ooh, not doing well. It's, I'm not doing well. You're doing just fine, Michael. Let's go right into our second round. This is one we're calling Unresolved. Now, we are more than halfway through January at this point, which means 
we've pretty much given up on our New Year's resolutions. <laughs> Listen, this is, it's a difficult time of year. And this is also a difficult year. Um, so it can be tricky searching for the right way to tell nosy friends and family members why quitting their resolution is the right thing to do. So I'm going to ask you to help our listeners formulate their excuses. I will give you a resolution. You will have one minute to make a compelling excuse or number of excuses for throwing in the towel. Aisha, you go first. Um, let's say you made the resolution to be kinder and less judgmental to people this year. Tell me <laughs> why you are absolutely chucking that out the window. Can I just start off by saying... <clears throat> Before I got into comedy, I used to do many other things. And one of them was I became a certified professional life coach. And I used to work <laughs> with executive women on like goal setting and all like this was my world. So this is so counterintuitive. And this is going to be just a delicious, delicious treat. OK. Oh, but you've waited so long. So long to just be like, just stop. Just stop what you're doing. Cut it out. You know, um, okay, so the excuse for being kinder and more and less judgmental. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, you know, kindness is is uh, very important in the world, as we all know. We can't we can't go against that. But in a, in a time where you know kindness means like sharing and and connecting and breaking outside of your bubble and going outside of your comfort zone to help those around you, um, in, in a time where where COVID is is rampant everywhere and just going insane the, the best way to be kind is actually to be quite cold and to not connect with anybody and to not in fact answer calls or go to zoom baby showers or give to any kind of donation charity site because it, it's just going to mean that you're going to have to connect further and in this day and age the responsible thing to do is to close your doors literally and figuratively on everyone else in the world until we're all safe. So just uh, just close the okay. kindness door and, and and let's let's stay together. Okay, we're almost through. Give them the old give them the old Nick Lowe. You got to be cruel to be kind. There you go. <laughs> cruel to be kind. That's it's just a you temporary thing. Yeah, it's a very good sign. Uh, Aisha, you actually convinced me. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're. I would. Be a, you'd be a great life coach. That'll be seventy five dollars. I'll send you the bill okay. at the end. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna run it through Blue Shield and see if they can <laughs> defray any of that. Uh, five points to you, Michael. You, yeah. As we all know, are a committed meat eater, carnivore to the max. But this year, you promised to become a vegan. Why are you immediately going back on that decision? Your time starts now. Listen, I thought for my health and for the environment that the smart choice to do was to to go all vegan. You know, uh, the meat industry uh, contributes to so much of climate change and stuff. And uh, that was my thinking. But then I realized maybe it's better if the world ends as soon as possible and we can get this all over with quickly. And meat just tastes better than, you know, carrots and cauliflower and, and peas and stuff like that. So I'm now, I've transitioned back to an all-meat diet. I'm trying to destroy the planet and myself. It's a race to see which will last longer. And I think everyone should join me in this because take a look at your life. Take a look at what's happening. It's not worth sticking around for, is it? Happy yeah. New Year, everybody. <laughs> wow, Michael. Again, extremely convincing. Almost stirring in a way. Yes. I've studied yeah. oration, you know, the great speeches. Mm. 
Mm -hmm, that shows. Three points to you for that one. I, um, yeah, I'm with you. This is, let's end it and free our souls to, for whatever comes next. And just hope we get it right next time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I just finished watching all of the good place in, in the lockdown. And I feel like, um, I'm ready. You know what I mean? I'm ready to walk through the door now. I'm like, this is a, this is a great explanation of what is life and what, you know, why it's important. So I'm, I'm on board. Give me a burger. Give me a double burger. Let's end it now. (laughs) As I understand it, the, um, what comes immediately next is you just hang out on gorgeous sets with like sexy people. (laughs) And everyone's real quippy, and it's fun. It's yeah. fun. It sounds fun. Yeah, it's great. So I'm, I'm ready. Aisha, back to you. You promised to do some volunteering for charity once a week. Tell me why that has gone kaput. Part of, you know, the old adage of if you if you give, give someone a fish. I, I don't know what this adage is. You give someone a fish or you teach well, them But I'd like to hear your version. <laughs> Sometimes you got you to, gotta, instead of give them the fish, don't give them the tuna. Okay, is what I'm saying. Teach them to catch the tuna. Um, so what I'm trying to say is, you can't just go around helping everybody. You got to teach everybody how to help themselves. Help me help you without me helping you, is what I'm trying to say. You know what I mean? Obviously, these are, you know, quotes from me. You can quote me as the first person ever to say these things. But um, volunteering is, it sounds good, right? Until you realize. Sure. In theory, great. In theory, there's a lot of theories about whether volunteering is good or not. We all know both sides of the story, but it sounds good until until you arrive and you realize, hey, wait a minute, I got just as many problems as everybody else. Who's volunteering for me? Sometimes you need to volunteer for yourself. You know what I mean? I feel dirty saying all of this stuff, by the way, but um, yeah, like you just, <laughs> I can't, I can't get out there and, and give the fish. You know, I gotta mm-hmm. gotta catch my own. You know what I'm saying? You got to learn people to catch their own. You, you know, you say you're resisting this, but it sounds so right. Okay. <laughs> my mouth As is though saying you've been yes, but to my brain is saying no, no, yeah. no. No, no, no. But definitely the mouth is winning. Uh, four <laughs> points to you for that one. Michael, finally, your resolution for 2021 was to write the great Canadian novel. Why are you packing it in? Everyone was uh, brought up to, you know, to respect the novel as the ultimate art form. You know, first it's the novel, then it's the film, then it's uh, the writing music. And I, I sat down to try and write the great Canadian novel, but then I realized that um, books are stupid. And in, instead of writing a book, I'm actually going to, uh, as a 41-year-old man, join TikTok and just do silly dances because that is... Um, that is in the 21st century, the equivalent of the novel. And I feel like I could get a bigger audience and make more money, frankly, than, than writing a Canadian novel. And if you haven't checked out Canadian TikTok yet, uh, may I suggest you do? It's a whole different world. Everyone, uh, is, uh, wow. you know, outside and, and cold. <laughs> oh, wow. I, you know, I have resisted TikTok up to this point, but I agree that there is equal profundity to be found in the TikTok video. As in absolutely, I just uh, found out someone further reach. Someone used one of my comedy clips on TikTok, and honestly, I've never felt more like I've made it. That that was the culmination for me. Someone else mouthed my words, and I was like, "Guys, I guess this is when they give me the house in the hills, or how does it how does it work after this? This is what what goes on." You're in the zeitgeist. I love it. Now, I would have Michael said six points for that answer, but you said books are stupid. And I saw Christian Duenas, our producer, clapping. And I don't like that. 
Thanks a lot, Christian. I have a book out there. I need people to read it and buy it. (laughs) And I don't like that. So I'm docking you two points for that. Four points for that answer. Okay. That is round two, friends. Christian, book hater. (laughs) He's adding up the scores right now. Okay, it's tense. (gasps) Bachelor's got 14. Bean's got 10. It's very close. It's very close. I'm being slaughtered. You're not being slaughtered. You stop that right now. We're going to take a little break. Michael, I need you to breathe and collect yourself. Okay. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters after this. The Beef and Dairy Network is a multi-award-winning comedy podcast here on Maximum Fun, and I would recommend you listen to it. But don't just take it from me. What do the listeners have to say? Would I recommend Beef and Dairy Network podcast? Um, no, I don't think I would. Right, let me be very clear about this. Under no circumstances would I recommend this to anyone I've ever met. No, absolutely not. No, I couldn't. I feel quite sick thinking about the things I've heard. Please stop calling me. Please leave me alone. That's the Beef and Dairy Network podcast, available at MaximumFun.org and at all good and some bad podcast platforms. Literally, just leave me alone. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Aisha Alpha and Michael Balazzo. Hello. Hello. Hey. We good? We feeling good? I'm feeling great. I'm winning. I'm leading. This is great. Well, I'm losing, I mean, but I've got a good heart, and I just chugged a monster energy drink. <laughs> did you now? I did, yeah. Wow. Okay. Get ready for the fire. Once that kicks in, yeah. it could be game over <laughs> Um, for your kidneys yeah uh, okay our next round is called you're that okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do this <clears throat> i'm gonna try and do this the right way <clears throat> our next round is called you're that tass around <laughs> jesus i bit my tongue in the middle of that that's it that's the one it's you're the test around okay the okay. third season of the karate kid tv series cobra kai i really bit my tongue on that uh the third season of cobra kai Karate Kid TV series dropped on Netflix this month. The show originated on YouTube, and then they realized no one's going to fucking get YouTube premium. You can stop asking if we want a three-month trial. We don't. We don't. We don't. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, in honor of the popular series, we are going to take a deep dive into the soundtracks of the Karate Kid film series by playing you a bunch of songs. You will simply buzz in and let us know, Karate Yes or Karate No. Was it in a Karate Kid film? Was it not in a? This is going to be tough. Okay. Karate, yes. Karate, no. Karate, yes. Because like no. Kung Fu okay. Panda count? Like, what are we talking about? Just Karate Kid? Well, no, because that, no, because that's a different movie. <laughs> karate Kid. Karate just Kid. Just Karate Kid. Does, Got it. Okay. Does, Not just Karate, karate movies. Karate Kid 2. Okay. Uh, I think next Karate Kid. The little um, one with like the Then I think kid. they went back to just the Karate Kid. Yeah. Right? I don't know. So none of these songs have been in Titanic or Forrest Gump? No, because no, those are, no. No, I'm, okay. I'm glad you bring that up because those are different movies. Those are okay, different okay. movies. Yeah. So, Karate Yes, if it was in a Karate Kid movie, which I think mm-hmm. I have reviewed. Karate No, if it was not, or if it was in a different movie, or if it was if it's a different thing. You'll get it. You'll get it as we go. It's just buzz in with your buzz in words when you know. Clip number one, let's hear it. Hold on, Michael Blasio got in there. Peter Cetera, Glory of Love. I used to uh, 
play that outside when I was a kid and do karate moves to it, even though I didn't know karate. <laughs> Michael, I have never felt more connected to another human being ever in my life. You're welcome. That You're is welcome. <laughs> fantastic. That is fantastic. For me, um, it was um, Xanadu and I was on roller skates. Okay. Similar. But similar. Very similar. Similar. <laughs> Less violent. I was doing figure skating, uh, roller skate moves. Didn't really know how to do it. <laughs> Um, I'm lucky to have both knees. Okay. Yes. Point to you. And yes. loads of, we only needed a karate. Yes. But you gave us Peter Sateri. You gave us glory of love. You gave us karate kid part two. Damn right. Uh, but still just one point. Uh, clip number two. Let's hear it. I'm going to say yes, because I hope it is. Okay. Because that song is delightful. <laughs> it is delight. It is a delightful take on a delightful song. It is the Pointer Sisters doing "Summer in the City" for Karate Kid Part Three. Yes. Point to you, Aisha. Did you know I met one of the Pointer Sisters at um, which one? Jumbo's Ruth? Clown Room? June. I don't know which one. Bonnie. She just told me she was a Pointer Sister and had a big group of people and was like, "We're going to another party. Want to come?" And I was like, "I don't know if this is really." A pointer sister or just a lady who's trying to get me to come to an orgy party or what's happening. <laughs> and then I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Thanks. And then when she left, everyone was like, oh, my God, that was a pointer sister. And I was like, damn it. I could have had such a good story of leaving Jumbo's clown room with a pointer <laughs> sister. Like just saying wow. that sounds ridiculous, right? You didn't tell me it was Jumbo's clown room. Yeah, Jumbo's. Oh, the local flavor. Oh, oh, story. it's got I some flavor it. that lasts with you for a it, while. Absolutely. It? It'll stick with you. <laughs> It'll stick with you. Two points, actually, for that correct answer because oh, this is... it involves a pointer. <laughs> That's great news. This is unfair. Okay. Number three. Michael Balazzo. Karate, no. <gasps> what is it for extra points? I thought it was Phil Collins at first, but it's not. No. I'm going to, I don't know who it is. Okay. Well, um, I don't either, but it's higher and higher. <laughs> um, and it's from the movie Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. Ah. So it is supposed to sound exactly like one of those songs, and it does. I think it's actually the guy from Shudder to Think who did oh. the original songs for that movie. I actually met the lead singer from Shutter to Think at uh, Crazy Girls Strip Club on the Sunset Strip. Are you just making crap up now? <laughs> no, no. It's true. Crazy Girls Strip Club. Mm. It's real. <laughs> at least it was. It, it is. It Well, it was real. It sounds so it. made up. I love it. Crazy no, Girl, no, 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 no. But it's like the yeah. best. Like, that's a great name for a strip club. Like, Crazy Girl, give us money. Strip club, stay out late, boys. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the best name. Mentally ill women dancing for you. For mentally ill Literally men. Psychotic women. Um, yeah, no, real place. On Highland? La Brea? Something like that. All right. Yeah. Uh, number four. Buddy, you're a boy. Make a big noise. Playing in the street. Gonna be a big man. Bachelorette. Karate Kid, no. Karate, no. Karate, That's no. Correct. That was We Will Rock You by Queen, which was later used in the Mighty Ducks franchise, which will be rebooted on Disney Plus because that's what people do now. You come to them with original ideas and they're like, no, thanks. 
We're going to actually do that duck and hockey movie again. That's great. That went well. Let's do it. Gritty reboot. (laughs) That fucking thing. Thanks for coming in with your original idea. We don't validate. Um, (laughs) We don't validate that or your parking. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Number Bean, karate no, karate no, karate no. Michael is correct and also said it with exactly the right tone. (laughs) No, (laughs) if you don't get out of here, Rocky, come on. And the hand points to you for that karate chop, as you said, no, as well. Chopped it out, which is great. You used a martial art. Um, You waxed on, you waxed off, and you were injured. My hand was Eye of the Tiger by Survivor from Rocky Three. Um, it's now, okay, so now everyone connects that song with Rocky, but that song was only used because they tried to get another one, Bites the Dust, by Queen for the movie, and they couldn't afford it. <gasps> really? So, yeah. So they had Survivor really? do a thing. That's awful. Because um, it would have been amazing if Freddie Mercury had been able to go to the set of Rocky Three and hang out with everybody <laughs> and meet Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> oh, those pictures. Yeah. Can you imagine? Jeez, crazy. That'd be the best part of uh, Bohemian Rhapsody if it had happened. <laughs> Number six. Bean. Oh. <laughs> My name is too long. Okay, go Bean. Yeah. <laughs> Michael. Karate, yes. You're the best around by Joe Esposito. <sighs> okay, listen, five points for pulling <laughs> yes. Joe Esposito. I'm back. Out yeah. of God, God. Knows what, out of out of the monster energy zone <laughs> that is now churning in your brain and heart. Love it. You know, biggest well, musician well in the world, Joe Esposito. He's up there. He's up I, there. He's in the conversation. Tell the only reason I know that that song exists is because I had a roommate who used to like do the exact equivalent of rickrolling us with that song. So every time we would be doing something, he's like, "You know how I feel about you." You're the best, and just starts screaming at the top of his lungs. And like, it was, I had no, I didn't realize where, I thought he just made up a song. Like I was like, shut up with your stupid song already. And then he's like, it's a real yeah. song, you idiot. Um, it's meant to Joe my Esposito. Away, but, I, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, yes, this is, then I, then I heard it is a real song and it's, you know, it was in, mm-hmm. yes, so, but. It is kind of a real song. I mean, <laughs> sort of. I mean, it's technically a song. Okay. All right. Here we go. Final clip. Let's hear it. Bachelorette. Oh, Aisha. Karate Kid, yes. Karate, yes. That is Moment of Truth by Survivor from the very first Karate Kid. Yes, that's the only one I've seen. Woohoo! Oh! <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the only one we're seeing. Um, okay, now, bonus question for, let's make it 10 bonus points. Survivor is not the only musical connection between Rocky and the Karate Kid. Both franchises share a composer. Can you name that composer? Bean. Oh, Michael. Mr. Frank Stallone? No. Oh, oh God, I wanted that to be real. Damn it. I want, I'm ashamed. I want to live in a world where Frank Stallone does the music for several different film franchises, and they all sound exactly like uh, <laughs> Far From Over from Staying Alive. <laughs> um, but, Aisha? I don't know any composers other than um, mm. Hans Zimmer Zimmerman. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, no. And that's not his name. Whatever. What is his name? <laughs> Zimmer. Um, Hans Zimmer. 
And the person we were looking for is Bill Conti. So you were just way off base there. Oh, that's what I meant. (laughs) Yeah, well, you didn't say it. Okay. Um, I was wrong when I said seven was the last one. Here's number eight. Bean. Oh, Michael. Karate no. Karate no is correct. We just read it. Like Aisha's old roommate. It was infectious. The spirit of trickery. Of music-based oh, trickery. So good. You, you can't do martial arts to Rick Astley. You could do Tai Chi, maybe, like, right? Never gonna kill Yeah, at the, at the most. Yeah, you could do um, a low-impact dance workout yeah. on Apple Fitness Plus. <laughs> like a to, chair like, Do workout. an 80s throwback uh, core workout. All right, number nine. That's uh, right. Beat. Ooh, Karate, no. Oh, I'm afraid karate, yes. What? That is the Cranberries, obviously, yes. with Dreams. That was featured in the fourth Karate Kid movie, The Next Karate Kid, with Hilary Swank Ooh. as the Karate Kid. Wow. Oh, that's right. Hilary Swank. Swank. Yeah, Hilary Swank. Wow. She's had a career. <laughs> well, yes. She has had a career. Karate Kid was okay. four. Number 10. This is the last one. Bean. Oh, Michael. Uh, let's Queen, I'm going to say Karate No. You, it's good that you said Karate No because that is the Flash Gordon theme from Flash Gordon. Yes. <laughs> woefully out of place in the Karate Kid yeah. franchise. Yes, it wouldn't make sense. It would confuse the audience. <laughs> it would confuse the audience. Uh, test audiences would not like it. They would have to go back and do reshoots. It would be a mess. <laughs> Let us recap our scores at the end of that round. <gasps> what yes, a reversal yes. of fortunes. Come Bean on. has 21. Bachelor has but 18. I want you to both think about what you've done. We're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Graham Clark and I'm one half of the podcast. Stop podcasting yourself. A show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about uh, this. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. And, okay, go ahead. And you can listen to us uh, every week on MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts. Welcome back to Troubled Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Aisha Alpha and Michael Balazzo. Now it is time for a returning favorite game of ours, which Aisha, I think you will really excel at, having been a life coach. It is called Sports Movie Pep Talks. Now, it is a brand new year. Um, As far as we know, we're about to have a brand new president, maybe? (laughs) I hope so. Uh, but whatever. It's a good time to get fired up for the big game that is 2021. This year is going to need us all at a 10. So whether you have soaked up an entire season of Ted Lasso in one sitting, as I did, or you've already binged uh, Cobra Kai, it is time for you to channel your inner movie or TV series sports coach and give us a motivational speech. I think you'll both do extraordinarily well at this. I already am having trouble deciding how many points to give to whom you're really 
I'm just going to have to dig deep and bring it. We've collected some requests from our listeners for things that they want to get hyped up about in the new year. We're going to assign them to you in turn, have you talk us through that halftime slump, that post-holiday slump, and get us jazzed and and monster energy drinked up. <laughs> get out there and give it our all. Okay. Um, you'll have you'll have some backing music if you need it. Okay. We will start with you, Aisha. Yes. <clears throat> I, I better talk. do well at this. I used to be a professional soccer player as well. I got all the elements here. Oh my god. Okay. Michael, you are You're you going really down, being better. Go pop open another monster. I have a whole case here. I'm willing to drink them all. <laughs> great. Great. Okay. Aisha, you're first. Give us a sports movie pep talk to convince us to go to therapy. All right, guys. This year's already started, all right? And we know last year was tough. And we know that, it, you know, you, the, the, whole, the whole idea is you just got to keep fighting one foot in front of the other. But you know what? What happens when those feet really hurt? What happens when, when you're thinking, I can't put a foot in front of the other? It's just time to start eating meat again and just throw this world into the gutter. You know what I say to you? Callback. What? No, I said you just made a callback. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you know what I say to you? It's okay to ask for help. Because there's no I in team, baby girl, okay? Sometimes you got to get out there and you got to say, hey, I am a badass bitch and I know what I'm doing. And sometimes I just need a little support, okay? Why do you think we wear bras? Because we need support. Why do you think we have families who talk to us and try and give us support even though they don't really understand what our careers are? Because we need support. Why do you think they say it takes a whole village? Because no one can parent alone. That's an aside. But here's what I want to tell you. Therapy is sometimes covered, and even if it's not, it is worth it. There is no shame in going out there and asking for help because if it makes you a better person in this year, 2021, when we all need it most, then that's what you deserve. And you know what else? The world deserves you at your best. There are places with sliding scales. I encourage you to go out there and Google. Yeah! <laughs> we all just ran out the door to the, to the therapy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's review. Let's review. You got into the economics of it. Maybe it'll be covered. Maybe it won't. We don't know. That's an important thing to review. You called your audience a baby girl and a bitch in the same sentence. I respect that. Thank you. <laughs> um, and you just really made some very good points about support and bras. Thank you. You know, and uh... eight points to you for that. Thank you. Unbelievably stirring speech. Thank you very much. I felt like a dessert. Michael. Eight. I'm not intimidated, by the way, but yeah, sorry. What? No, of course not. Of course not. You're, you're a sports coach. You don't get intimidated. Yeah. Um, I need you to give me a Vince Lombardi-esque, I think he's a coach, uh, motivational speech to convince me to read more nonfiction books. Your time starts now. Okay. When I see you here, you got all these, these made-up stories, these novels and these poems and these epics. It makes me think you're wasting your potential. I know you have what it takes inside of you to sit down and read about World War I, perhaps, or, or maybe a book about ancient Rome. You can't be reading Dan Brown and J.K. Rowling all the time. You're too good for this, and I've seen too many people like you waste their potential by only reading novels and short stories. Don't even get me started on short stories. It's like what? uh, What's wrong with short stories? 
Well, it's like overhearing a crazy person on the bus just making up whatever they want and it doesn't mean anything and it teaches us nothing. Whereas nonfiction, you can learn about everything. Science, geography, history, biography. So what do you say? If you, I bought you a book by uh, uh, a popular historian and I want you to read it or else I'm cutting you off from the will. Oh, so you're my dad? <laughs> no, dad. That's the surprise. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I you didn't know, realize. I just wanted to say too, like I really loved all those, um, all those different topics for nonfiction. Especially, <laughs> like I know in school, biography was my favorite subject. That I, oh. I studied. People don't talk subject. about biography enough. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. That was my favorite part too. Aisha, where he said you can learn about a lot of things, and then just started naming things. <laughs> Inspiring. You know? It was good. Yeah, it was yeah. good. You've given me something to think about. Seven points to you. Okay, Christian. <gasps> Bachelor's got 34. Bean's got 37. Oh my God, was it tight. Oh, close. Wow. Really, congratulations to the both of you. I think you both have a lot to be proud of today. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, well done. However, Michael, your opinion now matters. So we gotta, we gotta fucking keep talking about Mr. Bean. <laughs> oh my God. I never thought this would happen to me. Uh, okay, it is now time for plugs. We're gonna we're gonna tell the world what we're working on, and then to write the karmic balance in the universe. Tell us about something that someone else made that you love that you want the world to know about. Aisha, we'll start with you. Ooh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so plugs for me. Um, I I have a, a podcast coming out called Shout Out Show, and it's based on. Tell me everything. Um, well, it's 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 based on a live show we do through Dynasty Typewriter Monthly where myself and um, Sophia Zolan, another comedian, and Winter Spears, another comedian, just spend an hour talking about the things and the people and the places that made us happy that month. So oh, I love it. It was born out of the COVID lockdown where we were like, we just need time to be positive. Um, and then we have a guest who comes on and shares a mantra and a charity that people can donate to. So it's a great time. Um, the live show is the first Thursday of every month. It's free on Dynasty Typewriters um, YouTube channel at 5 p.m. PST. And then our shout out show podcast will be the same thing, uh, just with a guest on the whole time who also gives shout outs and they'll be a themed, they'll be themed shows. So Ugh. check those out. Mm. Just what the world needs. Really? And it's like, it really is. We, our, our logo is just Sophia Zolan and I, who are hosting the podcast, throwing up rainbows. That's the whole thing. <laughs> Because that's all we do for an isn't hour. That, isn't, isn't that the secret to a good life? It really is. Just you know what I mean? a rainbow. Um, and then you can check me out on all the socials and stuff at Aisha Alpha. And my um, mm -hmm. album that you mentioned is uh, also connected to that as well. All the par parts. And mm -hmm. then um, things that other people so are... shout something out. Sh Sounds like you've had the practice. Oh my gosh. We've shouted out so many things and we have so many things more to shout out. But um, I want to I wanna be, give a huge shout out to the Dynasty Typewriter. I was talking about it with Christian before. Oh. They are um, not only because like I do stuff with them, but they're this amazing venue here in LA that um, had so much great comedy and music and just all kinds of super crazy, weird, wacko, positive stuff going on. And now, obviously, because everything's been closed for so long, they are, are trying to keep things alive. They're still doing live yeah. podcasts and uh, podcasts and live shows. They're still selling merch. They're still doing things. But their whole thing is they're supporting performers. So they're like losing money 
out every orifice right now just to make sure that they can stay alive and help performers. So if you can, yeah. go buy a calendar from them. It has a thir- 13th calendar? month. That's a secret month that nobody knows about. Oh, buy a sweatshirt. Buy a sweatshirt. Buy a mug. But they're, they're, they have classes. They have shows. They're awesome. So DynastyTypewriter.com. Yes, I taught a class there. And I'm, I know. Uh, and I'm oh. working on my 200 level lesson plan right now. Yay. That's so awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a great experience and what an awesome theater. Dynasty typewriter. May they live forever. You know what? Three extra points to you for that one. I'm making this a tie. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, that's right. You heard me. <laughs> Calling an audible. You're biased and oh, this is crazy. It's how the yeah, world I'm works, biased. baby. Black women. I won't apologize. <laughs> I won't apologize. Michael, what you got? Um, I'd also like to shout out the Dynasty Typewriter. I love it a lot. And uh, uh, did, no. uh, I'm out of points. <laughs> so uh, what am I up to? Uh, I guess I'll plug my uh, podcast. It's called The Landlord and Tenant Podmess. Just rolls mm-hmm. off the tongue. I co-host it with uh, fellow Toronto comedian James Hartnett. And there's a sort of premise. He plays my uh, shithead uh, landlord who's an absentee landlord, and I play sort of his socialist down-on-his-luck tenant, and we do comedy, and then we also have interviews with comedians, actors, and musicians, and uh, that is available on our network, the sonarnetwork.com. Uh, I am on Twitter, at mbalazzo, and my album, Complete Discography, came out in the summer. You can find it on everything. Um, yeah, that's me. Uh-huh. And what about someone else, Michael? Let's not be selfish. Okay, I'm going to, I guess, shout out a... It's um, a sitcom I've been binging during uh, lockdown. Uh, a British sitcom called Stath Let's Flats. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't... Yes. What, that name again? It's called... It's. It doesn't roll off the tongue either. Stath Let's Flats. It's the character. His name is Stath, and he is a very incompetent but sweet real estate agent. It's in Britain, and I believe they're doing an American uh, version of it. Joe Mandy is... is, is uh, EPing it, I think. Anyway, oh, wow. it's it's on uh, Channel Four in Britain, and it stars Jamie Dimitru and his sister uh, Natasha Dimitru, who's on What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show. Uh-huh. And it is just Stathlet's Flats, one of the funniest, uh, most surreal, and just best sitcoms I've seen in a long time. We shouted it out I, on the shoutout show, actually, in one of our episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. So funny. It's so good. My God, yeah. Look at all the connections that we are making. In 2021, honestly. I mean, things are still tense out there, but I feel good about our future. Aisha Alpha, Michael Velazzo, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. And you there with the headphones, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. Yay! You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes. With us were Aisha Alpha, make a noise. Hi! Hey, Michael Balazzo. Ah. Oh, that was a weird one. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. And our producers are Laura Swisher and Christian Duenas. Woo! <laughs> Woo! And we all wish you a happy, happy 2021. Smooches. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.